All right, um, what up? Welcome to Twy Guys, episode seven. Very special episode we have in store. Um, but first things first, I just want to go over what we're supporting this episode. Um, so, turntome.ie is a dank website that offers. Oh well, it offers like a load of um, free free counseling service. Oh fuck, I hate doing intros. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay so sponsoring today's pod is turntome.ie um that is a website and it offers free counseling services to those who need it they also have a load of information about um mental health they have they have stuff uh, for frontline workers as well like nice little articles about how to deal with getting burnt out etc and yeah they provide a very important service for a lot of people and they rely on donations so um in the spirit of that we are doing our toy toy guys mugs and the profits for the dank toy guys mugs they look great Mugs, yeah um the profits will be going to turn to me.ie um so the link for that is in the description to sign up for yeah well there's two links you can dire- uh, donate directly to turn to me if you, you're not bothered with the mug but it's fair enough i won't take it personally um yes or, we will we will all take it very personally i did lie i will take it personally you can sign up for the mugs on the google form I made a sexy little form yesterday. Yeah, so if you like a mug, sign your name down. I don't know how many we're going to be getting, but sign up by the 11th of February because there's like a 30% off sale on Vistaprint and I'm going to take advantage of it. Um, As well as that, there is a text number that you can use. Um, It's, I'd say a lot of people are aware of it, but it's 50808. And that is a service that you can just text hello to and you'll there'll be someone on the other end. Um, I know someone, I was speaking to someone about it and they said it was really, really helpful for them. They, like, and it's, and they, they emphasize that there's no problem too small or too big either if, um, like they were saying that they couldn't get to sleep. There's something on their mind and they just texted that number because they didn't want to, I don't know, wake one of their friends up or whatever, which is fair enough, but also if you need to talk wake me up i'm there i'd also um, um just like to translate for all the countrymen out there um hello is the english word for how are you getting on <laughs> uh, i'm sure if you texted how are you getting on they'd probably respond the number <laughs> the number is uh 50808 um but okay um that's all i wanted to say to start join with me today shameless plugging done Yes, shamelessly plugging charities. What am I like? Um, yeah. Joined with me today, co-host Shanley Shaw. Hello. Uh, Lorcan McDonald. I'm just going to loudly slurp monster into the microphone. That's that's Do. my entrance. Excellent. And special, special oh. guest, Shanley's GF, Maya Perdue. Boom. Hiya. <laughs> Great to have you on, Maya. <laughs> Wonderful to have you. Um, it's so weird because I'm such a big fan. I know. I am. I've been told that you. I'm all one thousand plays. <laughs> She's the only fan we have. That's great. In fairness, now at least someone listens. I mean, you've already planned both my wedding and my murder on this podcast. So. That's true. That's Never. true. No, 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 no. And the wedding Never. gifts of best merch mugs ever. That's true. <laughs> Maya, how did you feel when Shani hesitated about um, murdering you in the last episode? Uh, 
Um, I mean, I can be annoying. It's fine. Oh, dude, that's very maybe it's, maybe it's necessary in this capacity. Like, if you to pick somebody out of my family to murder, I would be the one who would probably like annoy <laughs> you to the point of being angry enough. Okay, that's very, <laughs> that's very modest answer. My, uh, my, uh, I completely, completely understand that because I am that person in both my family and extended family. <laughs> Not in my extended family, but definitely in my immediate family. family. I do have 15 first cousins, though, so there's a lot of time. Oh my god. Yeah, I, mean, you have I have eight, eight first cousins. cousins. Me. Shanley's met all my aunts. <laughs> before he was my boyfriend. In, I met them all in one night. I love that. He met my. He'd already met my parents. He met my parents, my brother, and my four aunts, and one of my aunts' husbands. Because he came to see a show that I, I was in. Well, Maya, you and were very he lucky he didn't first. meet them on a New Year's Eve. Yes, <laughs> very lucky. He booked it first, and I just started getting texts from my mom being like, oh, we've decided to go on that night. And then, oh, Ellen's decided to go. And oh, Margaret, the and, whole extended oh, Margaret's family. her husband. And I was like, yeah. so. That's class, yeah. My entire family is going to meet you. And there's only an audience of 11, so half of the audience will be there for <laughs> me. Was- there was a nice buffer that I was like chat, I chatting to them before the show, and then during the show nobody was talking. So I was like, okay, that's like forty minutes to an hour. We don't actually have to talk and be super and cool. And I spent ages make... getting out of costume. Yeah, so so you're just like time. left standing outside. <laughs> Fine, yeah, Shani. I remember I, you telling me about that. Because it takes time to get out of costume to take all the makeup off and everything. Like I can, I can. A lot of people mightn't actually notice. But I can completely under I can completely relate to that, you know, getting the makeup off. You're pain getting notes hair, as so. well. And I was just standing there like, can I, can I, like, I, I know, like, I don't need much notes tonight because I did the non-speaking role tonight. So can I just, like, head? Same I tell thing. you, one thing, I, I, and it's it has made me grow a new appreciation for women. Is <laughs> mascara is absolutely impossible to get off. Oh, yeah. Like, or eye, okay, is, okay. is it eyeliner? Is eyeliner He's the thing that goes, thing. like... You know, like literally right inside the eye. eye socket. Did you? Did your like shows do? We used to, when we were younger do this thing where you'd have a big bucket of like it was basically liquid and you look like an oompa When I was a kid in shows, you'd oh, be lined up and a grown up would come along with this big bucket and literally just smear it all over your face. Oh, the and then they just, just hold your eye and do eyeliner. It was awful. Oh yeah, like, I hated it. The easiest thing I find to get rid of it is um, face cloth and hot water. Like all the makeup wipes in the world and stuff can't do the same job. I personally just tie my ankles out of the back of the jeep and get dragged down a gravel road uh, at about <laughs> seventy-five kilometers an hour. It's fantastic. It's <laughs> fantastic exfoliation. It's really <laughs> exfoliation is just oh, don't even get me started. Guys, <laughs> did I tell you about I use an exfoliant recently? Well, after Christmas, um, and. I either took an allergic reaction or my skin has never been exfoliated before. But I woke up. Did you use one with micro beads in it? I've no idea. I've absolutely. If it had little blue beads in it, they're actually apparently not good for your skin and they can really hurt you. It didn't have that. It was like a coconut water thing. Um, And I love (laughs) coconut. And you use coconut oil in your hair. Uh, Yeah, no, I haven't done that recently, but yeah, that was. I used to. God, I should get back into that. What did your face look like, Jack, afterward? It, I have a picture. It's honestly awful. It, like, all my <laughs> my cheeks were red. And did you, like, all the skin. Or... No, 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 no. It was just the skin that reacted, and it just, like, was all peeling off. 
I can send you a picture. It's actually pretty. I good. had that when I came back from London. Mm, I think that my skin. I had patches of very dry skin. It could have been no reason. The change. Then I think it was the soap in the in the weather, or it could have been the exfoliant. Mm. I'm not really sure, but I haven't used it again because I'm too scared. Anyway, let's get into beef, babe, and legend. Um, uh, Lorkin. Uh, wait, no, you're never prepared. Shanley, what is your what? beef for the? <laughs> I'm only joking. Lorkin, what is your beef? Fucking prick. I think I'm his beef. No, Lorkin, what's your beef of the week, please? My beef of the week was yesterday. Okay. Whoa, that's a great song by the Beatles, though. Yesterday is just about was a bastard, right? Talk to us. Right. So, that was grand. Got up yesterday morning. Number one, I slept in. Fucking bastard, right? That was fine. Got up, went out and fed the cattle. Uh, and one of the lads I work with over in the workshop came and he ringed and he was like, geez, I'm going over to collect this JCB 3CX for, which any of you that don't know, Classic. it's like a digger with wheels. No one right? knows. Okay, it's an excavator with wheels. So we went and picked it up off this rare cowboy of a farmer and was driving it up the road when the, the radiator hose on it literally exploded and caused steam to go all over the place so he couldn't see where he was going. Oh my gosh. So that was, you know, we kind of got an indication that this day was not going to go well, right? So we went anyway and picked it up, brought it home on a low loader back to the workshop and we had to do seals and the rams on it. And I went to pull one of the rams off it and somehow forgot that the return pipe wasn't connected and absolutely soaked myself in hydraulic oil from head to toe. Oh, jeez. Oh, I managed to swallow about 15% of that as well, so really not, not, not very nice, lads. I won't lie to you. I'm, I'm not going to indulge you to anything else, but I didn't get home till about half nine last night, and it was just the greatest prick of a day. <laughs> greatest prick of a day. It started. So, well, geez. Lurkin, dude, you made it through, and I'm proud of you for doing that. I survived. Yeah. Thanks for the God. Um, <laughs> Charlie, beef of the week? Hello. Um, I mean, it's a beef in a way that it's something I was craving all week, and that was just sugar. Oh, I did a lot of exercise this week, Ooh. and I don't think I was keeping up my my uh sugar levels. I don't know. Sugar you need levels? sugar levels, right? You need yeah. yeah. some sugar, sugar right? But I wasn't keeping that up, and all week I was craving something. I was like, I want chocolate, I want crisps, I just want something bad for me. Sugar, sugar, sugar. I couldn't find it. Then you couldn't find sugar. No, as a result, it, I ended up acquiring a large amount of chocolate during the week. Oh, you told me and this. I've just horsing through, horsing <laughs> through. Yes. You know, like the big family bars of Cadbury's, like those size chocolates. Oh god, yeah. Eat them within like twenty minutes. I just legend. If a half-eaten bar right now, it's probably going to be gone before dinner. Yeah. It's just. Is it the milk chocolate? It is milk chocolate, but I, yeah. I, I'm just, I call those in my house. They're called fun size bars, Shanley. I don't know how you ah. keep your figure. To be honest, you eat more food than anyone else that I know. I honestly don't know either. <laughs> also, bad is right. I have to uh, stop you there because there's no way he eats more than me. There's just no way. Shanley, do you know there's a. I've been to dinner with Shanley where with there were four of us at dinner and none of us could finish our meals and all got Shanley to finish them. Yeah. He didn't manage all of them. He managed two of them, I think. I would love that. I actually would love that so much. Lasagna. Because as much as it takes, I'm sure, to keep your figure up, to keep my figure up, you really got to eat a lot. Hydraulic. You have oil. to eat a whole bunch. <laughs> um, 
Apparently, there's uh, a there's a mountain in Wicklow called the Sugarloaf. Should check it out next time. Oh my <laughs> god! I should bring a spoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll be very disappointed though when you reach the top. Um. <clears throat> also, Shani, guess what I had for dinner this evening? It was lasagna. Lasagna. Yeah, it was lasagna. Nice. Um, Maya, what is your beef of the week? My beef of the week is primarily motivated by today and yesterday. Okay. It's digital eye strain. Oh, good. I, yes, anybody who's studying online will understand. Oh, but um, I tend to get headaches. And I'm wearing my like blue screen glasses now. But mm-hmm. the last two days, I've had an intense amount of work to do the last two days. I have a deadline that I just heard about on Wednesday. For It's not to do with my course. It's for, to do with a whole other research proposal thing. But So I've been reading and writing quite intensely the last, like today and yesterday. Though tomorrow it should be slightly better. Okay. And yesterday I just felt really tired and sick. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. The minute I left the computer... And then again today, I felt really tired and I ended up having like a bath and a nap in the middle of the day because I was just like wrecked and it felt really weird. So then I started like thinking it must have something to do with the computer yeah, because it happened immediately after leaving it. So I was looking it up and yeah, nausea and fatigue are basically symptoms of digital digital eye strain. So I need to be more careful to give myself breaks from the computer. I think a lot of people would relate to you with that one especially like the headaches are bad the headaches mm. happen a lot but like i've kind of resigned myself to them <laughs> um my beef of the week is prosecco jack whoa stop now whoa oh. jack what's your beef of the week <sighs> Dude, thank you my beef of the week <laughs> is prosecco um not because of the taste maya don't worry okay. no it's not going to be an attack Fine. It's not gonna be. Yeah, you're gonna have to fight me on that one too. If Are you forced to open a bottle, guys. On Tuesday night, okay. Um, we are here in Cork, and we are celebrating my birthday. Shout out to myself, and um, which <laughs> is back Jack, on the seventh of January. But they were celebrating on Tuesday. <laughs> we never got a chance. And um, anyway, I was like down in cans, left front center. Not really. I only had five cans. I was at a nice level. Then I had a small glass of Prosecco and I I blacked out and I woke up the next morning and realized I had vomited so much in the sink, not in the bathroom, not in the toilet, in the sink. And then when I was trying to clean it up, I almost fainted, tying into the sugar thing, Shanley. I had to run downstairs and eat Weetabix with sugar on top before I could clean the rest of the vomit. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, <laughs> try Weetabix. <laughs> it's probably best you don't remember that. So, yeah, Prosecco, what the fuck, man? I was enjoying my night. Um, yeah, no, I have to agree with you, Jack. I am, I'm, look, at, I, I wouldn't be too bad when I'm, Drinking, drinking regularly, which makes me sound like an alcoholic. Just Lorcan, tell me you don't mix it with your. I'm quite heavy, but prosecco, just no. Mm. Oh, it did knock you out. Kills me. Great. Wine or prosecco. I love prosecco. I went to Germany for uh, the Christmas markets here when I was in Leavenworth, I think. Yeah. Uh, With the German class, and a friend of mine and myself were walking around the markets, and we got a glass of uh, mulled wine which is a big thing out in Germany. And I'm not a big wine drinker. I don't like wine. I won't lie to you. It might be a hot take, but I'm just not a good, big wine guy. No, and uh, 
was drinking this anyway. It was only a small little cup of it. But I swear to God, lads, I was langered after about five minutes. Excellent. Just absolutely langered. It was just I could not believe it. Um Yeah, it fucks you up. Um Shanley or no, Laura, sorry. I Laura. went through a period in college where I just have berries and wine. I'd go with a friend of mine and get a bottle of Prosecco and we'd each get a punnet of raspberries. And that would be us sorted for a Fancy. night like at a house party. See it's grand if but you drink just it sit by with itself. our raspberries and our prosecco. But don't ever, it's great ever cheap mix. It's out, like, when you think about it. Like, seven euro will buy you a cheap bottle. Yeah. Mm, you know. True. Um, Lorcan, what is your babe of the week? My baby of the week is, um... Big news, folks. I oh. bought a Fitbit. <laughs> oh! Yes. Legend. So, I've, I've kind of been on this since since the new year. Well, not since the new year, since about a week after the new year, because it takes me a while to wind up and get into gear. I'm like an old 1970s Land Rover. It takes a while to find gear. But anyway. Uh, I'm sure I... that's a great reference. I just don't get <laughs> <laughs> You'll get that reference. He's a big Defender fan. But anyway. Defender. Uh, I bought a Fitbit back then. It took weeks to come. I'm, I'm kind of on this new fitness journey thing, which is that's awesome. ridiculous. But anyway. No, it's not ridiculous. Uh, it's great. Oh, oh, that's great. Dude, take my it Fitbit step came by yesterday. step. I am taking a step-by-step check. Yeah, I can't talk. But anyway. It came yesterday. What color it's is great it? job. It's black. I bought... It's a, it's a charge for... I love my technology black. I don't know why. My earphones are always black. My phone is black. Just love it. Just fucking love it. Sleek. But it black came with like, a couple black. of bands. I bought a couple of like special bands with it, and it looks really cool. I won't lie to you. Nice, dude. I'm, I'm happy for you. That's yeah, that's my. That is my babe of the week. Um. Okay. Next week, you have to tell us what your sleep schedule, like what your REM cycles are like. Oh, do you want to know? Your, I can tell you two of them. Your active calories. Go for it. Um. So Friday night. No, sorry. Thursday night. I got a Thursday. So my Thursday night sleep score was apparently seventy-seven. Okay. And I got six hours oh, of sleep. And That's not a lot of Friday, sleep. Friday, I got Friday night. So last night I got seventy nine, and I got eight hours of sleep. Ooh, all right. So not hmm. not terrible. Yeah, moving up. Um, so, yeah. Shani, what is your babe? Yeah, uh, my babe is to do with surfing because that's all I do. <laughs> I was like, oh. yeah, every week. <laughs> 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 Done. Hey, if you yeah. and you spend four out of the, like, if you spend four out of the six days this week surfing, you got Go, yeah, I'm not so jealous. Um, Absolutely so jealous. On Wednesday, went in. I was in there early, and I was trying to do some nice turns on my new surfboard. And there's one move called a cutback. Uh, it's where you're zooming down the face of the wave, and you're zooming. You've gone too far, so you need to do like 180 and turn back around, mm-hmm. catch up with the wave again. If that makes any sense to people. Yeah. Um, but it's generally, it's a tough enough move because you're completely changing direction. And I was like, I was trying it for the last few days, but not really getting anything. And on Wednesday, I caught one wave. I was like, I knew I was in the right position to try it. So I dug my rail in, did my 180, and it was like all of a sudden panicking because I was heading straight for the white water where I was like, normally I'm heading away from this. And then I had to do another really quick 180 and landed it. I was like, that's exactly what it is. Because it's something nice. I've been trying to do for a good while. So I was like, that's it. That's the move. That's nice. such and a good feeling. I know again. exactly what the feeling is. But yeah. It's just such a good feeling when you land a move. <clears throat> right on. It is. I'm, I'm happy so for So now you. I know I can do it, which is something. 
It's like before the lockdown there, when I got my new boat, I was working on uh, phonics in June. And uh, oh, I was practicing. It took me so long, but finally got one, nailed it, and it was the best yeah. fucking feeling ever. Legend, it clicks, it's just, whoa. Oh, it's just, you're, yeah, it's, it's like, exactly it's like that. You're just like, oh, yeah. Damn, I am cool. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so, yeah. Congratulations, Charlie. I'm working. Proud of you for getting these phonics. <laughs> Jack, you are the most sarcastic <laughs> bastard in the world. I'm not. That wasn't sarcasm. <laughs> also, Lorcan, I feel bad for my first little um, jabby there about being unprepared because I, I didn't mean that. Oh, no. I was only joking, man. It's cool. Um, remember that time? I'm horribly unprepared most of the time. <laughs> um, Maya, what is your babe of the week? My babe of the week um, is on Thursday, Shanley's birthday. So I knew that also he was not going to mention it because he's not super into birthdays. <laughs> um, but we had a really cute little Zoom date and Shanley oh. had Prosecco and I had some wine Wonderful. and we watched um, Your Name, which was really fun. I very oh, I love watching name. movies with people that they've seen before because I tend to predict things. Right. Same as which me. Yeah, if it's the a person brag. hasn't seen the movie though, it's so annoying. Because like... You have to stop yourself from predicting or else you're yeah. creating spoilers yeah. by being a dick. Yeah. Because Shanley knew the movie. I was able to be like, this is going to happen and he'd be just yeah. looking at me. And I did like, with Endgame I, uh, with a bunch of my friends and they hated me. I, uh... Yeah, it, it's a hard urge to control, but it was really nice. And um, Shanley, part of Shanley's present arrived on time. The other one, God bless, the poor woman on Etsy. She tried to post it like twice and it kept not posting and she kept getting it returned to her. So it's probably going to arrive eventually. I don't know when the other thing is, but it was a smaller, like, jokey present. Nice. But yeah. And the present fit Shanley. I got him two flannels. Oh. And that was something I was worried about. It's a blue. That's really nice. The yellow. Sizing is awkward it's online. A, uh, blue and black checker flannel. Very, and very nice because sexy. Colors I wouldn't pick out myself, but I think they work. Yeah. I think that they're always the best gifts when you wouldn't pick it out yourself but you're like you know what I look yeah. fucking hot in this I wanted to get a purple one because Shanley had a purple one for all of like one night way back and lost it immediately Damn. but I couldn't find a purple one that I could that it could deliver Shanley's getting PTSD it was, a, it was a sweet flannel it was the sweetest flannel I'm sorry for your loss <laughs> and it just appeared out of nowhere yeah it just again. walked on out of there. It just had enough. It took one look at Shanley and was like, you know what? No. I'm not sick yeah. enough to be on this man. I was the one who abandoned it in a nightclub. But anyways. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really fate that parted you. It was you. But... <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, it was cute. It was a fun little like way to mark the day. Wonderful. <laughs> Someone wants to set me up there. Let's wait till Jack. Someone... Jack. What's your babe of the week? <sighs> Maya, thank you. Um, my babe of the week is Jeff Goldblum. I adore him. I thought Abs- you were going to say Jeff Bezos. There. No. Like, yes. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> Jeff yes. Goldblum is just ah, uh, he's hard to describe or like define, okay. but he's very like away with the fairies. He's very kind, very charismatic, very funny. Like both clued in and completely clued out at the same time. He, oh, now I know you This is coming from. He was in Jurassic Park. For those who don't know the, um, he was on. He was a RuPaul's uh, guest judge, and he was absolutely hilarious on that. 
he had no place being there, but he also fit in so well. <laughs> he had no idea what was oh, going on. Oh, he was so funny. And then he was in... He reminds me a lot of my dad. Yeah, oh, he's just so like... A lot of the time. <laughs> if so anyone... I'm going to counter your your, argue, your point there, because I just, I don't know what it is about him, but it's everything you've described is what I don't like about him. Dude, don't shit on my babe. Hey, this is my moment. Pipe down. <laughs> But if anyone if anyone wants a good um, funny clip of him, this week. look up Jeff Goldblum reacts to Spider Man. Just look up that, and it'll come up. It's absolutely somebody, hilarious. Um, somebody who lives near where my apartment is in London is so. There's this uh, site on Facebook that's like free stuff in South London, mm-hmm. and people give away stuff that they don't want anymore. And somebody's trying to get rid of a Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Shower curtain. Oh, I saw wow, that there's okay. shower curtains going around Jeff Goldblum. And they were like, we only had it up for like five days and got sick of it. So if anyone's a Jeff Goldblum fan. Oh, dude. You're talking Maya, about can it, you man. please acquire that in some way? Well, I'm moving out of London at the end of the month, so I can. Post it. You can definitely get them to ship it to you. I really want, I really want Jack to have that. That would make my. Dream. I think you can buy them online because a lot of the people I went to college with were obsessed with Jeff Goldblum. Jack, well. I'm going to buy you an early Christmas present slash late birthday present. I can't wait. Thank <laughs> you. Um, but anyway, the thing that jogged my memory or that inspired this was he played the Grandmaster in Thor Ragnarok, and he was just he's just brilliant. He he's just brilliant in everything he does. Um, and that movie, I was reading trivia about it because I'm a fucking nerd, and Shout like eighty percent, eighty percent of those lines were improvised in that movie and you could tell and Jeff Goldblum just really just like that's where he just thrives in that environment and he's just such a anyway I've said too much um that is that my babe is Jeff Goldblum um who are we on Lorcan what is your legend of the week so most of you are probably unaware um but I've been without my car for quite a while now I did not know uh, I want to get some work done, a lot of work done on it to the end of last yeah, year you were I've, talking about. Yeah, I've, I had a lot of work to I wanted to get done with it. And I sent it away before get Christmas lift, to get those two bits done with it. Sound system, fat and, tires, uh, new rims. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I sent it away before Christmas uh, to get a few bits done with it. And because of COVID, everything has been a balls. And I haven't had it for about three months. So... The good news is I will have my glorious, glorious baby back on Friday. And I am so excited. I am more excited than I was when I bought it, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, well, that's wonderful. So are you, you going to drive responsibly? Absolutely not. <sighs> you know, I'm just looking out for your health, your physical health. <laughs> is, is your car going to be able to do oh, that whispering and switch gears? Probably not, know. to be honest with you, Shani. I, I like her to be quiet and sexy oh. the way she should be, you know? <laughs> However, I can't say the same for my Jeep. My massively obnoxious Jeep that should be finished sometime in the middle of the summer. Yeah, nice. that's going oh, to be interesting, lads. Um, but I'm going to save that for another day. Um, Shani, what is your legend? Oh, do we? Um, has anybody played the board game Frustration? Oh, God, yeah. I have not. You know, I hate it. Not. it is a game that is purely up to chance, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. 
Really? And we're playing it's only it fun when you win, and you always win. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and we have a lot, I had a lot of fun screwing over people on Thursday in the fam. <laughs> on my own against. So it's completely up to chance, but you win every time. Basically. He beat me four times in a row. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Shall me somehow, to like, uh, enter the lotto? Yeah. I honestly, Lord, no, that's all it took. I entered the lotto too much already. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think hilarious but, um, was decided by a game of frustration? Ooh. Oh my god. Heavy class. But anyways, basically you have four pieces and you have to get around the board and everybody moves the same way. So you roll a six to get your pieces out of like the home place. And if you land on another piece, they get sent back into your home place. So you're basically spamming that. Your It's like a little pop thing in the middle with the dice to roll it. It's kind of a little gimmick. But you spam that till you get a six. Get one of your pieces out. Make it halfway around the board before somebody is inevitably landed on you and sent you back. If you'd be more frustrated as you keep hitting the little pop thing, wasting turns, not making progress, and watching other people get around the board. And it's not that I'm good at it. I guess I just got lucky with my sixes. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Well, congrats on the wins. Thank you. Sounds like everyone else hated it. <laughs> everybody else was annoyed with me. Yeah. Some could say they were frustrated. Frustrated. Hey. Um, Maya, what is your legend of the week? My legend of the week is going to happen tonight. Um, after this call, I have a call with two of my best friends from secondary school, uh, Aideen and Elizabeth. One of them, Aideen, is living in Canada now, so it's hard to like arrange calls because like time zones and because we're all quite busy. Uh, Elizabeth has been a friend of mine since we were seven in primary school so and she lives really close by but it's like 10 kilometers away so we can't see each other um Mm. but it'll be really nice to get to chat to them and catch up and this lockdown it's been harder to keep the energy up to have zooms with friends and things because like in lockdown one i was having like zoom calls with my mates every week and we were having quizzes and we were doing dress up nights whereas like from lockdown three i'm like i have no motivation to do anything social anymore yeah I'm so it'll be nice to like reconnect with some friends that'll be good the the new lease of life for me has been honestly chess we've been doing chess tournaments in my friend group um and it's been great by the way that was such a good idea thank you maya (laughs) it's easier sometimes when you're doing something exactly yeah because even like there's like zoom calls nobody has news like no, it's, anything new yeah, it's so boring yeah it's so, so, so boring. playing something or doing something together is a good way to get around that Jack, yeah you know the abc's of chess um this is a trick question uh if you give a suggestion i'll tell you what i think it is okay uh i don't know tell me shani what are the abc's of chess is that what always be castling <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not funny. It's so funny. Oh, I once went to a chess camp as a child. Oh god! I was sent to chess camp. Um, oh my! You should my... join our chess competitions. I'm not good at chess. Oh, um, I was sent because my younger brother was really good at maths and like loved chess, but was too young for the camp. And it was a chess and soccer camp, and. They said to my parents, look, if he has an older child to go with him, he can attend. So I was sent chess camp. so that John nice could learn chess. 
I was good enough at the soccer. The chess, I broke Darko. That was the name of our instructors. I broke his poor heart. Because oh. all, all I wanted to do was uh, Castle the King, because that was the only move I understood. Yeah, so castle. I just get all the pieces out of the way so I could do that. For context, <laughs> when we played our first chess tournament, Shanley was just obsessed, almost fascinated by the castling move. And yeah, <laughs> you were a great hype man, though. I remember when I castled and you were just so amped oh, to see me castle. God, I, castle. I lost the game in the end, but yeah. I was still riding on that high and I count that as a win. Um, it's probably, yeah, it's probably just because it's the only thing I understood as well. <laughs> you can't tell what's a good move on. Mm. Like, you can notice a castle and you're like, oh, he's castled. Something's going down. Did I play you in chess when you were down here? Play checkers. Oh no, we played checkers, yeah. Checkers sucks, man. Fuck checkers. No, I don't. I, don't Lads, I feel so outside this conversation. Sorry, sorry there's probably a lot. Yeah. We'll move no, on. I we'll move on. Chess. I can play chess, but yeah, sorry, lads. Um, yeah. your legend, Jack. Ah, oh yeah, it's me. Uh, oh my, my legend uh, are my housemates. Um, they ah, oh, they're just they're good people. Thanks for um, listening, lads. They don't listen. <laughs> they're buying mugs. But of yeah, uh, Liz says she's gonna get a mug. Um, I feel weird pushing Sorry. mugs on people when it has my face on it. I'm like, oh, I'm so pushing weird about this. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm the, the mug pushers. in that situation. We don't push drugs. We push mugs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> on push mugs, not drugs. On Tuesday, because I didn't get to do anything for my birthday, and I guess I was pretty bummed out about that. But I also. I don't know, I had so many assignments to you, so I just didn't really think about it at the time. But they, yeah, they made the effort and they made a two-course meal, a surprise for me, two-course oh. meal. And it was a risotto and a cheesecake for dessert. It was wonderful. I Ooh. ended up throwing it all up in the sink later that evening, oh. but I enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it. Thank God you didn't say risotto, because otherwise I would have... Who the f- who says risotto? Went insane. I, guys, I got a risotto. Yeah, it's the most American thing ever. You know what I would have wanted, though? The mushroom ravioli. <laughs> Throwback. My question to you is, though, did you throw the plate across the room when you were finished? Yeah, of course I did. Thank did you God, dump the Jesus. <laughs> um, all right, that's... Oh, we're quotes. Let's not forget. Okay. All right, Lord can take us away. Well, fuck you anyway. <laughs> oh, does he not have it? Uh, no, I do. I do. My quote is, um, biggie, 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 can't you see? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> I want somebody else to go first this time. You know, it's not right that I'm always first. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I'll mix it up. I'll go first. How about that? Fuck you guys. Oh, I'll go first. Yeah. That's a little bit too much now. I never go first. Um, no, you do you, Jack. All right, so this is from the Ancient One from Doctor Strange. And yes, I've been going, powering through the MCU films. Uh, so this is the uh, the Ancient One. Uh, and she said, um, we never lose our demons. We only learn to live above them. I'm like, yeah, that's dope. Learn to adapt to your demons. Right on. Mm. Um, who's going next? Shanley? Maya. Maya, you go next. Uh, so mine is from one of my best friends she's a writer and she's just gotten one of her pieces put up by the outpost era which are this kind of new online uh zine kind of thing and she wrote basically a love letter to friendship and platonic love and there's a section in it this is actually quite long i'm very sorry 
It's really, really oh, sweet. Go. And um, she she's writing about her friends and how much she wants them to succeed, basically. And she says, I hold the dreams they have shared with me in my hands delicately as I can so that they know they are safe here. I hold them in case they ever forget. If self-doubt creeps and they wonder if they are capable of achieving all they ever wanted, I hold them to remind them to nudge some of my faith into their hands in case they're running low. And if the shape of their dreams change, then I adjust my grip and prepare myself once more. And that final little bit, I just think is so that's, sweet. That's lovely. And, um, that's lovely. And I feel really lucky to be her friend because she's a wonderful friend. Ash, but I think it's also too, it's too nice. It's too nice. I think platonic love is really important, and I think it doesn't get yeah. enough credit. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah, I love my friends. My friends are dank. Lorcan, can remember that time I gave you my Legend of the Week. <laughs> Just stop. All right, I'm blushing enough as it is. <laughs> I'm so emotional right now. <laughs> um, I mean, you and Shani are literally married. That's true. Shani and I got married. Check out my Instagram, jackvanline.pdf. There's a picture of us. Jack, kissing. I won't lie. Really must celebrate I around. feel like you saying that it was was you throwing shade at me for never picking you as Legend of the Week. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Today has been going. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I'm joking. I'm, joking. I'm unworthy. <laughs> um, Will you stop that now? No, I know that I'm worthy. I'm a, I'm a legend. In my own eyes. I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, you're a fucking legend. No one else ever says it to me, but I say it to me. That's all. That's all that matters. <sighs> that's all that matters, yeah. Jack, you're a legend. <laughs> Thank you, boy. Jack, um, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shani, what is your quote of the week? Please. My quote of the week comes from Kung Fu Panda, because I watched it again recently. <sighs> Master Ugwe has a lot of good sayings, but he I does. want to go with like his, you know, his like really famous ones. So I said, "There is just news. There is no good or bad." Because I don't like it when people set you up for like, "Okay, I'm going to give you bad news right now," because you're instantly like, oh, "Damn it, mm. I'm not going to enjoy this. It's going to put a damper on good my good point, actually." My uh, perspective on it, you know. Mm. So I'm just like, "Dude, just give me the news." Kung Fu Panda is. I'll be the judge of that. Great movie. It's, it's fun. Um, Lorcan? No, you said yours. You did. No, I don't. Uh, excuse me. You said the biggie, biggie, biggie. Is that not your quote? Oh, I, think that was I actually have, I I actually have my quote. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, go for it. That was a joke, okay? Jeez. Oh. Could have fooled me. <laughs> okay. It is your right to choose what you do and don't do. To choose what you believe in and don't believe in. It is your right to curate your life and your own perspective. And that is from somebody called Lady Gaga, who is apparently a musician. Oh, Lady Gaga. She must be new on the scene. No, I'm joking. Look at Lady That's Gaga. That's a great somebody... quote, Lorcan. It's a great quote. Thank you. No, genuinely, that is a quote that hit home with me because Lady Gaga, number one, uh, this might, might sound odd coming from someone like me, but I honestly think Lady Gaga is amazing, and one of my Jeez. dreams is to perform bad romance on stage in full drag at some point in my life. Oh! oh that'd be sick! I saw her live at Monster Balls. She was like, Oh ah. my god, I'm so jealous, alright? I went I'm with my friend, she's so a super fan. Like, she is just amazing in every way. Just unreal. She's just, as a singer, 
that that's she just blows her voice is amazing but have anyway, you heard cool. her sing poker face acoustically okay, because oh my god blows on that woman oh or, or applause applause is one of the best songs of all time her breath control is out of this world i can't cope with it everything about her is out of this world all right it's just so funny because bad romance i can hit every single note in it which is just so strange for a man but yeah and she was just... like she was harassed by people she went to college with Oh, she had a Facebook yeah. page dedicated to saying she'd never be famous, she'd never make it, and I she just powered straight through. Yeah, she. So she's she's like, no, very I know talented. what I love to do. She's a really good actress too. She was great in mm. um, uh, something star, star is born. <laughs> star is born. Great in that movie. Very depressing film at the end. Oh, I God. watched that with my mother, and I predicted what was going to happen. Classic. <laughs> I was like, no, no, because it was made in America, and they like happy endings. Yeah, but no. I did the same thing. Believe it or not, I it was with. A Star is Born and with The Greatest Showman, two of two fantastic films. Um, I put off watching them for a long time because everyone had watched them. I'm gonna, sometimes I I'm consciously hipster. Can I, I hit you with my hot take on The Greatest Showman? Oh, okay. I thought that the movie was lackluster, but the music was brilliant. Love the music, thought the movie itself was quite lackluster. Did not. But that can be the case with a lot of um, film ad- ad- adaptations of musicals. True. I never, I don't know if it's actually a stage musical, but I've never watched it partially because I was made aware of some of the problematic things and like that it's not actually reflective of the real life story. It's, it's not and an awful of, that, of the real like, life story. Burnham was like big old slave owner and things. But um, also... I worked in Rockwell the summer it came out, out and so I listened to so many children sing so many songs from that movie so badly. It is genuinely the Rockwell, yeah, Rockwell is where music goes to die. It's just <laughs> really it's rough. The talent is rough. Oh, it's Fucking so great. It's such a lovely Baby place Shark. to work. But yeah. I really enjoyed it because I tell you, I had major beef with Hugh Jackman after watching the film adaptation of Le Mis. I think he was awful in it. I think he was a terrible Valjean. Oh. That might be Jean Valjean did not need an extra song. They did not need to take out half of Eponine's role for Jean Valjean. No, no, he song. just wasn't good in it. I'm I think sorry, we just in that movie, in that Le Mis movie with Hugh Jackman playing Valjean, mm. it was just all vibrato, and I hated that. Yeah, a lot it was of just vibrato. Also, oh, 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 sang oh, like he had bread in his mouth. I read a thing where they described him that way, and I was like, "That's actually perfect." That Russell Crowe sang like he had a bread in his mouth. Yeah, it was terrible, but. Uh, it's At the same a... time, every single song and it still makes me smile. I don't care. I love that. I love Lamey. So I feel like me and Lorcan are just like on a whole other <laughs> tangent right yeah, now. For the musical playlist, <laughs> for the musical podcast, okay? <laughs> no, I mean it's great. Would uh, would be nice if I knew what you guys were talking about. Mm. Also, um, can I just say what my is here? Because you probably get this reference. Shout out to dear Evan Hansen for getting me through the last couple of months. <clears throat> oh. Evan Hansen is so so sweet. It's so oh. str- such a strange storyline. It's basically a kid pretends that he was friends with the boy who died. Yeah, yeah, oh. and yeah, that's basically oh. the plot. I just love that song "Waving Through Window." For anyone who doesn't, who needs a pick me up and a great song, look up "Waving Through," uh, "Waving Through a Window." One of mine it's, is uh, um, the soundtrack of "Waitress" the musical. I saw it in London last year with my friend Sarah. 
And I love it. All his music was written by Sarah Bareilles. And the night that I went to see it, Sarah Bareilles was performing the lead role. And I oh love her. Oh, my God. And <laughs> it's such a fun musical. There's this great love song in it called I Love You Like a Table, which is so surprisingly <laughs> sweet. Just lovely. It's really funny. All of the lyrics are like really funny. Also, to wrap up the musical section of the podcast, um, <laughs> Wicked is getting a film adaptation. Hey, Michelle. I heard no? yesterday. I don't know. There is words they want to get. Um, oh God, why can I not think of her name? Um, the original, the original girl who played. Um, oh God, I can't think of any of the names. But I would love to see Lee and Michelle get a shot at it. I really would. I think she. Inda or Elsa. Elsa, from Frozen. Yeah, I think I think there was a lot of talk about whether Adina Mazel would be good to come back and play it, given that she's forty and she would be playing someone who's seventeen. But again, I don't know. No, she I feel like she no. There's no reason why she couldn't, but anyway, look at lads. No, I'm keeping it. <laughs> books are excellent as well. There's two books. There's Wicked and there's Son of a Witch. Both excellent. I haven't read the oh, books. And then the musicals came out of them. I'm going to go and buy those. Um, They're excellent books. They're really good. Maya, you were living you in... Dan Carr? Oh, Dan Carr quote. Yes. Let's go. Dan Carr quote. Yeah. It's day two. And Dan Carr wrote, When we hit our lowest point, we're open to the greatest change. Oh. That is... Yeah, that is, yeah, I like that. I was thinking of that today. When mm-hmm. you, you hit your low point, dude, you've nothing to go but up, right? True. Try your best. Right, now you can do your question. Follow um, at OnlyDans. I can't remember where the hyphen is, but just look up at OnlyDans. I think it's at the, uh, before, it's before the S, I think. The Twy Guys follow it, I think. So go to the Twy Guys yeah. and go to followers. And or, give us a follow while you're at it. Yeah. I'd be surprised if you hadn't already. I think there's a lot of people. There's a good few people who listen who don't have Instagram. Respect. Um, uh, segue, nice segue, one. segue. Um, Maya. Um, I have three main questions for you, and I don't know which one to begin with. What was your undergrad? Just could, I, do you want to introduce yourself? What What do you think? No, let's just go with what was your undergrad, and then we can just. I did drama and theater studies in Trinity, Bastard. four years, and I had uh, no idea. Yeah, I loved it. You um, and Lorcan, I think, would be best friends. See, I listen to this podcast, and it's, this definitely sounds so weird, but I just constantly want to give Lorcan a hug. I feel like <laughs> I just. Stop. I feel like you're on my wavelength so frequently. <laughs> I'm just like, Another culty, yes. All right, guys, get but, your own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did drama and theater. I went into it because I did lots of musicals in secondary school, and um, God, this is I, so relatable. Yeah, and I um was a trained singer, and I spent like five years doing my singing exams and things, and so I went into it being like, I want to be an actor, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be like a big Dublin actor, and I'm gonna change the theater scene how did and i know none of this I started studying i haven't um, met her in person yet Lorcan. yeah um shanley actually keeps me a secret because he's ashamed exactly. of me i'm scared that um, he's <laughs> <her> away. 
Not <laughs> but, not um, like me, yeah. I'm far too in love with my car. I would never cheat on my beautiful, beautiful Audi. <laughs> but yeah, I um, as I studied, I realised I really loved. I love learning a lot. I'm a big old nerd, and um, mm. also I'm not ruthless. And there, there needs to be a part of you that's fully in for the fight if you want to go mm. into acting full time. And I was like, I love theatre making. I love devising because it involves a lot of research. But the more I did in the course, the more I realised I want to broaden what I do. So um, I was advised by one of my lecturers to pursue the academic route, which is now what I'm doing. But also to use my research to inform the theatre that I make. And so most of what I've done in the last couple of years has been devising. Shani has seen some of it. Devising is, um, nice. I love it sounds, devising is like you come together as a group and you like sometimes you're doing research sometimes it's around personal experience but it's all like it's group playwriting nearly because I would that's do some playwriting actually. and I'm involved I'm doing a podcast soon that's uh-huh. a playwriting podcast but we're not actually all writing plays some of us are writing short pieces of prose and things but we've had this writing group for since lockdown started We've been meeting every second week, and now we've called ourselves Voice Notes uh, because we're releasing this podcast. And I'm actually interviewing the writer I quoted earlier, Sarah Sullivan, either tomorrow or the day after, and she is my soulmate. And then I will, I think my episode is coming out later. But yeah, it's been been a bit of a crutch, I think, during lockdown that we would all call each other and we'd have written something during the week and talk about it. Very, very cool. cool. That sounds great. And now I'm doing my master's. Yeah. And you're doing your master's in London, right? From Tipperary, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I started out, I've been on campus. I was going to the library a lot when I was over there and then the library closed. I've had two classes in person. I'm lucky because my course is partially taught but largely research-led, so I only have two classes a term. Whoa. Which at least I'm not missing wow. out in the way that a lot of people are because most of my stuff is research-based. Okay. So... That was quite lucky for the year that's in it. And how do you find that? Do you see many people struggle with the fact that it's such a research-based course? Do you see many people struggling with uh, motivation? Or do you find that most people who go along that line, you know, they're they're pretty driven as to what... uh, I don't know what way to put it, but they're pretty driven. It's an interesting one, because my master's is interdisciplinary. So there are people who are coming in from a, from a very practical background. There's only four of us doing the exact masters that we're doing, but we have other people in classes with us as well. And a lot of the people are coming at it from a practical theatre background, which at times, if you're not used to this level of research, can be mm. difficult. Students are struggling this year on a class rep as well. So we've had departmental meetings and things about it. And students aren't able to access the library. The digitalization of the library isn't that great um no shade to the unnamed university but um, <laughs> name and shade. it is name and shade. difficult for students like i know students who english isn't their first language who are really struggling because they're now not only trying to navigate learning through english but also having to navigate completely unfamiliar university system because they've come from a totally different setup so it is i think it's a strange year um there's a kind of safety net approach in terms of grades but for master's students who are only there for a year that isn't particularly helpful because they don't have a prior grade to base no detriment off of so it's interesting it's 
nice to not be in the workforce for a year but like a lot of people are struggling and Maya, how is um how are you finding the UK college system versus the Irish college system through COVID? As it is it much different to I know both yourself and Shanley have kind of probably not experienced as much of the college life through COVID as probably myself and Jack have, the Irish system anyway. But is there a large is there much of a difference? Is it the very same? Are they more organised? See, I didn't experience COVID in college in Ireland at all because yeah. I took a year out after I finished to research masters. So when this came in, I was working in Next. I was working at boarding school in Dublin, and everything just shut down. COVID began, but um, the lack of communication seems to be a universal problem. I think at third level, um, we don't really know what's going on from day to day. I got an email the other day just going, "Oh, we told you in-person teaching would start on the twentieth. Now it's not going to start yeah, till the eighth yeah. of March, which would we'd only have two weeks of classes left at that point. So they're literally just trying to cling on to say you have to be in London, which most people have." realized is not true now i'd say that's a major relief for you probably shanley that you had you don't have to go through this year in oh, for sure education dude. i suppose oh like i finished my undergrad last may probably so i only had like a month and a half of actual like online learning and even yeah. then it wasn't even set up as online learning you know what i mean like they were just kind of scrambling to finish the course so i didn't have to experience any of it but hearing from like what Maya's done and what my sister has to do, or even what you have to do, Jack, like, I'm like so grateful that I'm not in that position right now. I would Did you, it. Jack, have any like contact hours, or even do you? Well, I think you do have access to the library. Do you? My brother's in UCC. I, and he yeah, I, there. I haven't been to the library, but I can if I want. Um, I've had no in-person lectures; it's all been online. But to be honest, like honestly, I don't mind too much. Um, as I said in my legend, my housemates are great. Um, yeah. The area is new, so I can just go for a walk and kind of discover something. Um, I play You're video. not near the lock area. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, everything's close here, you know. So, yeah, it's like 25 minutes. Oh, my God. You could fully just see my brother bopping around, but you Probably. won't know. <laughs> you will, because he's a bleached head. Oh, yeah, he's bleached his hair. He's loads of hair. But, not to be, yeah. not to be kind of bring this back to a serious note or anything but oh, I can't help but feel a little bit annoyed about how I feel third level students have been completely ignored mm -hmm. um, I feel much COVID worse as a whole. Uh, I'm, I'm like I don't really know what I'm supposed to do for an income because I my plan was to get a job a part time job in like November-ish time I had enough savings for a semester but I have zero job potential at the moment even part time all my housemates have been like laid off or whatever for the lockdown like there's no jobs and i can't yeah. get I online tutoring i've started doing online tutoring literally one session a week but should... it's quite well paid. i'm teaching gcse english which see i'm not is smart great. enough for that <laughs> i can't imagine how hard that much oh, like i can teach people yeah. podcasting yeah. i know from my side of things i've been working pretty much since I came home. I've been working a lot more. To be honest with you, I, I've not been spending and been giving college, been giving college the amount of attention I probably should be. I'm, I'm lucky in that when I read stuff, I generally tend to pick it up quite quickly. Nice. And I've probably been relying on that quite a bit. But um, I suppose it must be harder in your situation, Jack, because you literally can't work. The time is not there to work. I know for me it hasn't been as bad because I'm nearly spending more time working. 
Hmm. Like, so also, Jack, school. since you're in college right now, you're not even able to apply for job seekers. Yeah, it's not ideal, um, but I guess, like, I'm fortunate in my situation where, like, I don't really have, like, financial struggles. Like, my dad is like, oh, dude, it's fine. I budgeted for, for this anyway. So I'm like, oh, I mean, thank you so much, because otherwise I would be fucked. Um, but I was able to pay for from, sept- uh, from August until um, January rent. Um, so it's not too bad, and I was paying two rents in in Dublin for a month in August. God so. bless, that is a nightmare. Yeah, it was only for one month. Um, but yeah, all my savings ha- ha- are are dry now. They're completely dry, so I have to rely on the old parents again, which is not ideal because I feel bad. But mm. um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, there's not. I don't really have any other options. Um, there be no jobs. Exactly. Like, there's some people who, and uh, like, I mean, nothing bad against them but they like have a job for three days and then get uh fired because of covid yeah. and then they'd be on the benefit for the rest of my life so fucking jealous of you um but yeah yeah even when i had a job i was earning yeah. less i think it's really money. hard for undergrads and like first and second year students in particular because like so what? much of your growing up happens then and so much of your like friendship creation can happen especially in first year though well, I have to agree um, with you there. I, I really do because I know I'm in second year now, and a lot of the friendships that I was in the process of making within my year were put on hold at the start, which was fine. But now I haven't seen them in so long that it's going to be like starting again when I do go back to college, and mm. that has that has not been very easy to be honest with you yeah. because I was in boarding school beforehand, and I haven't a lot of I wouldn't know many people around the area here, so. You know, it it definitely has been a going to college was kind of my chance to make a heap of friends and that, and um, that's kind of gone yeah. now, which is you really... have a... yeah. You got the you have the cult of well. you have a really good brand you still. Oh, well, that's that's that's, that's true, absolutely. Um, if you if you put it, it is, and a lot of like college is about social stuff and not being able to do that. I don't mind as much because I'm like I'm in a masters, I have mates, I I'm in a relationship. So I'm not like in a position where I'm like, oh, this is so sad for me. I'm so lonely or something because I like that would be a bit unfair to be saying when there are people who've genuinely been robbed of all of those social interactions when I'm like, yeah, ha- I've had my four years and they're great, you know, I don't yeah, know as, as much as I, sorry, Jack, one, sorry. I, I, I was going to say, I, I don't know anyone on my course. I don't know any of them. I've never met them. Yeah, that must be, it must be so alien there. But Lorcan, if you put in um, an application with my secretary, I could consider you for a friendship position. That would be excellent, uh, Jack. I'm more than willing to give you part-time. quite an extensive uh, interview. It, it would be part-time. Thank you, Shani. Yeah. Shani's my, <laughs> Shani manages my accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my no, but very few accounts. On a, on a genuine level, I just what you were saying there, Maya, I can't help myself sometimes. I hate pity. That's something I just I just absolutely hate. Mm. But and I, I I hate giving out about my issues because mine are very small in comparison to a lot of people's. Dude, it's but, relative. Um, I will probably spend the majority of my life tied to the farm here when I do come back from college, and the more time I spend at home, the less time I have to not be free, but to right, experience the life a little bit. Yeah. before because farming is not a job for anyone who 
farming is a lifestyle. It's, a lifestyle. it's not a job. It's something that you commit to, and it pretty much rules your life. Um, from when you when you when you come home, so there's only so much. It is the one unfortunate thing. Exactly, yeah. And I'm looking at this course. I'm I'm going to be halfway through it by the time this lockdown lifts, and I have two years left. One of which is placement. The other, which is going to be pretty solid exams. And yeah, it's pretty frustrating. I won't lie. Dude, can I? Um, can I just mention turn to me dot ie right now? Maybe, dude, you you could be feeling burnt out in the future. <laughs> Are you feeling burnt out? Do you hate your life? <laughs> turn to me dot ie. Need a new mug. Yeah. Good old Hamez coming in there. Yeah, just one more guy's sign you know for a mug, please. Hot the link. Oh, Lorcan, I do hear what you're saying. Um, you do feel kind of robbed in a, in a sense of your um, independence, maybe. But also, and I'm sorry, I, by the way, I know we agreed we were going to talk about something else, but no, this fine. issue was, uh, is something that I definitely think we need to address because it's affecting so many, and particularly oh. I imagine the people that listen to this podcast. Like, yeah, it's fine now. My housemates are back up, but there was a period of time where they had gone home and I was just here basically by myself and it sucked. Like, it was... I was just doing assignments and when I wasn't doing assignments, I was just playing video games because I had nothing else to do and I'd go on the odd walk. But the weather was shit and it, it was terrible. It was really, really bad. Um, um, yeah, like, and I'm fortunate that I have housemates. Not a lot of people do. Uh, I get really bored at home. I know some people like Shanna, you love being at home. Very oh, that's great. Enough. Like that, I... Yeah, but my situation is also like I can do it because I can still do my hobbies. I can True. still surf can right still now. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people yeah. can't even do their hobbies, which is their escape. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm four kilometers from the coast. Like I found in London, I was like miserable. So, so miserable. Mm. I was moving to the city that's supposed to be like amazing and vibrant and exciting. I was there like two weeks before there was a lockdown again. And um, it was awful. I hated it. I moved there at the end of September. I'd be on to Shanley twice a week. And I feel like you could also tell that I was just like yeah. not happy at all. Yeah. And that's part of what, when I came home, I was just, I found it a lot easier here. Yes, the Wi-Fi is not as good in rural Tipperary, but <laughs> I at least have my parents here. Yeah. And it's a I weird one. Say, yeah. I think we tend to qualify when we're upset. We tend to go it's i don't have it as bad as somebody else and i do that all the time but like what you Likewise, were saying there Lorcan, you right there are people who might have it worse than you but there's also people who have it better than you like there's no need to disqualify the fact that you're in pain or the fact that you're having a hard time just because somebody else might have a harder one but, like Dude. you're still feeling it so it's still relevant and it's still valid can that be my it's, quote of the that week? is that is a that is a very 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 good point but I, I suppose I always and, and the point you were making there about the city and Jack, you just you said it there in one. I could not go through a week of being stuck in an apartment or stuck in a city. I'm used to mm. as in my, my routine is very simple. I I work in a routine. It's just the way I've always done my life has been. I get up in the morning, I go outside, I feed cattle or whatever, I come back in, I do an hour or two of college. And I shoot off to work in the workshop for a couple of hours and I come back then at six, seven o'clock, do a workout, have my tea and go to bed. Do you know what I mean? There is a lot of travel there. I am moving quite a bit. Do you know what I mean? I move from here to Getting my work steps to the in. yard. Yeah, I'm always moving. And I honestly could not 
I couldn't do what you're doing, Jack. It would literally drive me insane. It, and that's why yeah. I don't give out as much as I can. I, I, was I couldn't going, have it so much worse. I was going a bit insane for a bit, but... I also, this sounds, this is going to sound cliche, but I also took that opportunity. I've always lived with housemates, my best friends. I've never really had time to myself, to be honest. I've always just been with someone else. Um, so it was interesting for me adapting, well, readapting, because I was used to it when I was younger. I used to be alone by my, uh, quite often. So I was readapting to that. And honestly, like, it was okay. After a few weeks, I was like, you know, it's not too bad. Um, and... Uh, like it sounds cliche but I did learn a lot about what was going on with me um some things that maybe I realized were a bigger problem than I thought before because because I I would have had distractions before and now I didn't have distractions um but also it provided an opportunity to to read a lot um and yeah become like super uh, enlightened climb to the top of a mountain um, meditate. Yeah. Um, I went into a cave I fought a bear but then we realized <laughs> that you know what we had more in common than we had like differences so we just ended up <laughs> chilling for a bit we made friends he's pretty chill um, I don't know what I'm talking about it's All a right. very um, it's a very bizarre time I think for a lot of people I suppose Ooh. I'm probably in a different perspective to a lot of you guys you guys have gone through college you guys are probably like you guys are probably what two three years older than me Seven, eight, yeah, nine, nine years. Do you know what I mean? I'm oh, I'm gonna be twenty um, in 10? April. Double digits. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, Larkin, you're um. Before you you're a young little piece of. I'm a young little boy. I'm a young, young supple young boy. Young, <laughs> malleable, <laughs> impressionable. But um, I suppose I, I, I before it's still older than Bella. <laughs> yeah, still <laughs> dating a um, big old creep. But um, I guess I saw that, you, certainly for me, I saw college as this opportunity to get out there and experience the, the things that I probably won't get to do in a couple of years' time. And to see that kind of, not robbed of you, but to see it... I was it robbed. Was if we were getting kind of some sort of attention or some sort of something, but mm. it feels like we were told last March, go home, and nobody has said anything to us since. Yeah. I don't know how you're you guys feel about that, but... Yeah, we're being charged full fees. Um, to be quite frank with you, and I don't really care how this comes across, but the lectures have not been very helpful. They have been Dude, made life even This worse. is a whole separate... I could get into the... Mm. I have huge beef with a particular lecture in UCC. I have, yeah, I have beef some who were great and some mine. who were awful. Same mind. We had a department mind. meeting where one lecturer was told by his students that... The rep said, look, you're being really confusing. You're sending things in different formats, so on and so forth. And he was mm. just like, didn't care. 100%. He wasn't an electro mind. Me, like, he what didn't has care. shocked me majorly is the inflexibility. Just mm. the rigidness yeah. and everything. Like, it baffles me, though. Me. Like, my mother spent the summer retraining in Seesaw for primary school teaching. Yeah, like, her yeah. whole summer spent retraining on Seesaw... She's now really good at it. She's doing really well at the minute, and I'm very proud of her because she's not the most comfortable with IT. But there's a lot of lecturers who just like did not bother to learn how to use online. And there's some who are great, and there's some who, like my lecturers have been excellent. But like it was really evident from some of these meetings that like there are lecturers who just don't care because they're yeah. like, I'm a researcher. I don't care about teaching people. Absolutely, um, it's just it drives me mad that they haven't adapted at all. I'm still expected to look at about three hours of lecture material 
not a day, but there's there's probably five to six hours of lecture material a day. That's just videos. Before I get into doing my own research, get into reading notes, taking down notes, everything. And I just feel like they're nearly being obtuse. No accommodation has you been know, made if... for students in terms of the fact that it's a pandemic. There have been kind of changes for lectures in terms of like timelines and when things are need to be done, but no changes have been made for students. And the excuse that a lot of academics are giving is that, well, to get this level of degree, you need to do this amount of work. And so we can't lessen the workload. But like, that's literally tripe. And they're just making it up so that they don't have to do the admin work to change that. Um, folks, I'm just conscious of time. We're over an hour. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. My housemates are having a How do we do this? party downstairs. Um, yes. So Maya, we'll probably head on to Twilight now, but thank you so, so much yeah. for joining us. Yeah, Maya, us. it's been an absolute pleasure. Yes. I very much enjoyed you and Lorcan geeking out on theatre stuff. <laughs> I can't talk to say. anybody else about these things. Yeah. <laughs> likewise, man. Um, like, absolutely me likewise. Jack, me and Jack had a call, I think on Thursday, and we were joking that, like, because Maya and Lorcan both are interested in the musicals, that they're just going to actually perform all the Les Mis for us. <laughs> yeah. We won't be able to segue. <laughs> and then yeah. I could do that, Charlie. You, you two it. went off and started idea. talking about Les Mis, and we were like, oh my I, god. I forgot about that. That actually, yeah, we <laughs> predicted it. I predicted it. <laughs> An impromptu performance of one day more, Maya, before we leave. Which yeah, no. <laughs> Dude, of course. <laughs> Anyway, Maya, thank you so, so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. Very much, Maya. It was lovely to be on. It was good to chat to you guys. Hopefully, Enjoy um, the rest of your call. Talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Right, uh, who was summarizing chapter four? Chapter four. I got chapter four. All right, let's All right. move into Chapter four is post-time skip. We have finally had time skip, and it's post-time skip, and Bella is very lifeless. She's very sad and very... But she's... She is evidently sad, but she's also not feeling anything. She's very numb. numb. Yeah. And she's literally going through the motions. That's why I'm trying to describe her as lifeless. Um, and nobody's really talking about what happened, because it's easier that way for now. But eventually, Charlie brings down the fist of justice. I don't, maybe I shouldn't call it justice. Um, throws down the hammer and is like, Bella, I think you should move. I think you should go back with your mom, because you're not happy here. Um, or he says go back with your mom or get professional help at which point Bella is like quote you want me to see a shrink I'm like god Bella come on a bit more maturity here they are educated and here to help you um mm. yeah she's just, she's really not feeling anything because she's just so numb to stuff and she very much is trying to avoid free time because if she can spend cram as much time as possible doing things that means she has no chance to even try and think of Edward or think of the pain she's in or hurt she experienced. Um, eventually, she goes into school and she actually makes plans. And we find out that she hasn't been talking to any of her friends for the last four months. She's basically just ignored Worst everyone. Kind. I don't even know how she yeah. I don't know how she managed it. Because like, she sits beside Jessica in Calculus, right? Mm -hmm. And where is the... It's a quote I have, but I can't think of it right now. But anyways, she sits down to, beside Jessica and wants to invite her to a movie just to say that she's doing stuff to prove to get Charlie off her back. So she talks, she's like, hey, Jessica. And Jessica turns around and is like, wait, so you're talking to me? 
it's like she's shocked and she's hurt and she's mm. like what bella's actually talking to me now they they uh they arrange to go see a movie in port angeles after school Jessica picks her up um bella is just ah she's just again lifeless they go see a zombie thriller horror movie kind of thing and at every uh every reference to a romance or like any reference to a couple of romance bella kind of like tries to make an excuse to get out of the movie Mm, yeah Um, toward the end she sees a zombie and she has a bit of a realization where she projects herself onto the zombie basically and realizes like she was once the hero of her own story and now she's basically just a zombie than what she's gone through um which is a bit hard it's hard to hear um anyways the movie finishes they decide to go eat so they go off to McDonald's. I'd love some McDonald's right now. Honestly, a milkshake would be the best thing in the world. Oh, stop. Anyway. I one of them mint ones. Oh, stop. Oh, I'm so jealous of you. But um, yeah, they're going to McDonald's, and they're going down a dark street with a bar on the other side, and Jessica's kind of aware of this. Not a bar of chocolate, like, by the way. And not a bar, a pub. And she's aware of this, and she's trying to... There's no street lights, and they're just... Jessica just wants to get past it, get to McDonald's. And Bella sees a group of four dudes standing outside and recalls the last time she's in Port Angeles and what happened with four dudes who started trying who were kind of following her and being real creeps. Yeah. Oh, I just I love that <laughs> she remembered last time she was in Port Angeles with four dudes and what yeah. happened. <laughs> exactly. Um, she starts like teetering across the road towards them. She like takes a few steps there and then kinda of turns around and walks back and then closer again. And each time she gets a little bit closer, her subconscious basically um, is like, don't do this. How are we going to convince you not to do this? Let's use Edward's voice. Let's use your memories of Edward's voice. So she's like, every time she gets a little bit closer, she hears, she thinks she's hearing Edward's voice telling her, don't be reckless. You made a promise. She's kind of drawing her closer to the danger because it means she feels she's closer to Edward again. And then just not healthy at all. She's like inviting danger in order to... uh, give herself relief basically that she hasn't forgotten him um but yeah i was like please turn around please turn around one of the dudes asks if she wants to drink but she's like oh yeah no i'm underage then turns around and goes to mcdonald's and jess is jessica is so pissed off with her it's not even funny and rightly so i would also be like what the fuck are you doing bella this is a sketch Mm. uh they eat the McDonald's in silence, they drive home and Jessica just blasts the radio so they don't have to talk <laughs> so drops her at home and then kind of finish the chapter with Bella kind of being like she's making a realization that she's afraid of forgetting who Edward was she's afraid that if she um, forgets who he is then all her time here is kind of mean- meaningless and yeah I don't know if I forgot anything else, but that's no. kind of the main... Yeah, no, you got everything there, man. Holy Jesus. The, um, there was a description in there where Bella was, like, trying to interact with Jessica, desperately trying to feel or, or feign enthusiasm in the conversation, but really struggling. Honestly, that's something that I've, I can relate to um, mm, or in the same past. Actually, I have it written down. <laughs> yeah, in the past, I remember, like, I went through a time where I was super, super sad, like oh it's just moping about the like around the house and like any conversations i had i was just like barely paying attention 
like laughing but it it was never from a place of real laughter or happiness so i actually did kind of relate to to some of the descriptions in this chapter interestingly enough so well done stephanie um i yeah i have to agree with you there jack i thought that in the both chapter four and five she gives a very very um real description of depression of yes what yes what uh, Bella is going through. I just wanted to. I was going to leave this to chapter five, but I just we, like we to, can leave it to chapter five because I, I was also yeah. going to say something there. Sound yeah, no, we'll leave it to Len. So, but I just I, I have to commend Stephanie on like her writing in this book is way better. To, way to be way fair, way better. It is better. Um. Also. Um. <laughs> sorry. Before Charlie. Uh, so after Charlie was like maybe you should should move back to Phoenix. One of the reasons Bella cited that she shouldn't was like, I only very rarely served leftovers. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> like, Bella, oh, come yeah, on. Oh my God. I was like, Charlie, please. Like, I make fresh fruit every day. <laughs> I served you leftover lasagna days. one time. Lasagna's <laughs> your favorite. I thought yeah. you'd like it too. And then, Shani, as you were saying, Charlie kind of implied that he had seen a therapist when he was yeah. going through a tough time I do right on um I mean Bella shrugged it off completely but I'm glad that Charlie but there was some great character development that. here yeah on Char from Charlie we actually get a really good impression of Charlie and Charlie has been this great character the whole way through mm. and once again he's just the best dad ever in this chapter number sure. one um he opens up so we get a better fucking idea of what he's like <laughs> I just, I just like to read you a quote because I just found this so, so funny, right? Another case of Bella just abusing Delph. Uh, Delph. She, she gets up from the table and apparently she yanks her untouched breakfast. Damn. <laughs> you know what else? I, I just like, like, she's a serial abuser of cereal. <laughs> you know what I enjoyed as well? She dumped her bowl in the sink. Yeah. Did she use plastic <laughs> I knew that you were going to say that. Like, the worst thing that she did was not clean her bowl after. Yeah. Like, that was yeah, way too it's far. like, oh, you're bad. Damn, dude. What's next? Serving leftovers? Fuck. There was also... There was some fantastic quotes, though, in this chapter. Toward... Yeah. Um, toward the end there was actually an unironic like i actually did like this quote um it was kind of about her realizing that although she feels numb there may be some semblance of of hope and or maybe realization a lot of this chapter she's basically not thinking about edward like not even really crying uh, just literally consciously not thinking about exactly him. and what she said toward the end was it didn't feel like the pain had weakened wait hold on yeah, sorry. It didn't feel like the pain had weakened over time, rather that I'd grown strong enough to bear it. I was like, you know what? Right on. And it kind of ties in with the quote that I said earlier with the we something about we don't let go of our demons; they we just li live yeah. above them, kind of. That's, I enjoyed. Yeah. I just just bring it back to a funny note. I, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll first. I don't know what you thought. I thought it was really interesting. She talks about the black bag that's in her. Uh, of, of stuff basically from her birthday oh but yeah something that really hit home for me and i thought this was really visceral an image uh, i just wrote down next to it a bit much question mark okay. but you know where she talks about having clawed the radio out of the yeah, dashboard oh of her God, what the fuck clawed the radio that she got from like that's the radio that 
for anyone who doesn't know, that's the radio that Emmett installed for her birthday mm. in her truck. And she clawed it out and she said her hands were all bloody. Jesus, I Bella. Like, Jesus, Bella, that's... Can't a relax. Bit, you know, I don't know what. Exactly, oh. but just a couple of other ones. Just absolute... I don't even know what... Just zingers of quotes that were in this chapter. Jessica, I just love uh, when they're on their way over and... and Basically, Bella tires of the conversation and turns up the radio, and there's just this big rap song on. And Jessica turns around and asks her, "Since when are you into rap?" And I just could not help but imagine her listening to um, <laughs> something by Fifty Cent, yeah. Can Shop from by Fifty Cent, just really, really loud, and like, "Oh yeah, I love this song." <laughs> X go as well as, as the lads, the best character. He's my favorite character so far in the entire story. He was introduced to us in this chapter. And that is a man called Eric Yorkie. Eric Yorkie? Who is that? Uh, apparently Jessica went on a date with somebody called Eric Yorkie. And I just... Oh, oh that's so Eric's much. second name. Well, that makes sense. Oh, hey, yeah. I remember Eric. I just Eric Yorkie. What a name. Oh, yeah, but she was like, I didn't really know how to say no or something. She didn't want to go on the date. <laughs> Eric was the other annoying guy when Bella first started. Yeah, and she went for a date with Connor as well. Oh. That was in this chapter. Connor. <laughs> I just I just love going on dates with Jessica. Didn't really. I just I just love I just love Jessica. But not as much as I love Tyler. <laughs> with me, partner. Shani, were you gonna say something there? Um I enjoyed one quote because she um she has such hard rule set for her to try to protect herself. She had a quote saying, because she has a, room, a rule that she cannot remember anything about Edward, basically. You can't think of it. So the quote was, forbidden to remember, terrified to forget. It's a hard line to walk. I was just like, yeah. Just like, mm. she, she's, though, I just really enjoyed the writing in this chapter. I think Stephanie really, really hit... Yeah, maybe she is a new editor. Really powerful. I would yeah, maybe hope it's, so, maybe that's anyway. possible. But just the descriptions. I know by times I felt they were a little bit much, mm. as with a lot of. I think what she did was because she couldn't gloat or not go, gloat gush over how Edward looked. She decided instead to gush Thank over how bad Bella felt. Fucking lord, Edward's not here. But, honestly, <laughs> yeah, honest to god, yeah. Um, but you know, go. I, I genuinely appreciated it. I think. It was very relatable for anyone that's gone gone through a really friendship breaking down or mm. an argument. It's a very, very relatable situation. Oh yeah, it, it's it's awful. Yeah, th- yeah, it's it's terrible. You know, um, that's that's all I really wanted to say about it. Yeah. I just enjoyed it. And just a final, just like to the chapter, kind of to summarize what I think I have here. Bella's basically going from distraction to distraction. She's like tidying the, her room constantly. She's trying to do as much homework as possible. And she's choosing ahead, so. between pain and numbness. Or sorry, not even pain. Between kind of questioning what's happened, realizing what's happened, trying to move forward and dealing with the pain. She's choosing numbness. Mm. And it, it, it it's not going to work in the long run. you got to confront your, your issues. You have to face them head I'm- on. I have to say again, that's so fucking relatable. Mm. It's hard to face it head on. You know that that's 
it's it's a feeling that I think everyone does when they're feeling shite. You just feel completely numb, and unless you pick, certainly with me, when that feeling starts to descend, you have to pick something and just go for it. For sure. You know, like you have to focus in on something. I always find whenever my head goes amiss, I have to pick whatever it is, the root of the problem, and I have to work on it. You yeah. have to just grab it with two hands and try your absolute level best to um, to change that situation and make yourself feel better about it. Or talk to someone else about that problem too is an option. Exactly. Absolutely. Have- it's, it's about getting a second opinion. Exactly. Um, dude, with, with that... Um, Lorcan, bring us into chapter five. Chapter five, um, cheater. Apparently, I'm going to give you. Uh, look, at my summary is going to be a little bit more brief because I just Dude, really jotted down the main. Dude, I'm not going to complain about brevity. It's because I, I feel like we're going to have a good discussion about this chapter. Um, so basically, it starts off with Bella. She's at work. She's working at Mike Newton's parents' store. It seems to be an outdoor store. Um, it's raining. It's lashing rain. Um, basically Mike says to her you know go ahead cut from work go ahead work there's nothing much happening here so she goes out gets in her truck it's lashing rain she drives she doesn't know where she's driving she just takes off driving and kind of next thing she knows she's just parked on this random street and she switches off her um, she switches off her truck gets out stands in the rain for a couple of minutes and then she sees this sign for sale and two motorbikes um and she goes and knocks on the door it's it's a freshman from her school and he gives her the bikes because they're actually being thrown out two motorbikes and she she goes on she kind of describes this as by chance or something but she the motorbikes get loaded into her truck and she trying to think where what to do with this and she brings Charlie to ask for directions to Billy and Jacob Black's house. And so she lands at Billy and Jacob's and Jacob is absolutely ecstatic to see her. Brings the bikes in and they decide to fix Ooh. them up. Basically this chapter is all about describing Jacob and Billy and it's great. I think we'll have a better discussion really? about it but that's kind of the general description of what happened. There wasn't much happened in it really but yeah. Um yeah it sounded like for me when I was reading the beginning part when she was in her truck and she had to pull over because she was in no condition to drive it kind of sounded like she may have been having a panic attack possibly it did yeah absolutely um, yeah that absence of memory certainly oh getting overwhelmed certainly um, um I'd just love to bring up a quote from the very start of that it's not yeah. a quote but just yeah, go. the story do you remember the two guys that were talking in the store, in Mike Newton's store? It's cool at least right yeah. for later on. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about big bears, and this guy is talking about this big black bear that just couldn't... You know, one guy is saying that the bear couldn't be a black bear because it was so big. Mm. But what, that got me thinking, and it only hit me after I read on a little bit more. Do you think they're referencing the werewolves? Oh, 100%. 100%. You know, I, just, I really like that tie-in. I suppose for anyone that's rereading it and knows what's coming it's it's a really cool little easter egg that's in there i really enjoyed that actually yeah 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 for sure but um just to go off what you were saying sorry i was was gonna say because jacob black only six five and he's only 16. yeah he's true actually yeah but um just to go off what you were saying there uh and what we were talking about there in the last chapter jack 
uh, Bella describes kind of how she's feeling as kind of like a n- no a, a numbness like, is that you cut, you cut off there of the numbness but she talks about nothing she talks about this feeling of nothing yeah yeah and uh, I have to say it was a re it was a description that really hit home for sure and I, I, I quite enjoyed that that <laughs> description but yeah 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 you can feel kind of this emptiness um Mm, absolutely yeah very, it's very difficult to i know like like it's it's a lot of this stuff is cliched because it happens it's so um universal a lot of people go through this most people will go through this where like you know like food doesn't have any taste you don't even want to eat like you just feel kind of nauseous or whatever you just want to lie, lie in bed exactly, the whole yeah. time and just forget um yeah it it, it sucks um and it's what and for any for anyone that's that is going through that at the minute having kind of you know whatever gone through it and i'm still going through it it's about identifying those factors if you can identify these things and be able to put a name on it then it's something you can do about you can do something about it you can take action to you can identify triggers before they happen Mm. and i want to say that to anyone out there grab it with two hands like i was saying if you can identify these things, if these are any of the things that are going through your head at the minute, the things we're talking about here, grab with two hands and just drive it out of your life. Do whatever you need to do to change that. Nice. Whether that's talking to a friend, whether it's getting up on your bicycle and going for a cycle, whether it's doing five press-ups a day, whatever it is, just go oh, and do it. I'm up to 19 press-ups a day. I still have to do mine oh. today. I'll probably do them tomorrow. But I'm well uh, I was at 15 on my first day and then I got 19 yesterday. So we're we're getting back up there, boys. We're getting back. You're gonna um, be swole, my dude. For sure. Um, yeah, sorry. That's just, <laughs> no. Don't apologize. No, don't apologize. Um, I think it's empowering. I have really here. Empower people. I have here I that. Europe. Sorry, Shani. I think you're empowering. Oh. Yeah, Thank Mark you. and you for sure are. Um, <laughs> I've I noted here that um, a lot of so far we haven't really seen like through Bella's thoughts or dialogue or whatever she hasn't confronted Edward she in her mind at all she's kind of just completely shut down to it but chapter five is where she's finally confronting Edward in her dome um and it's kind of manifesting into anger which is I think a very natural and very normal thing to happen sometimes Mm -hmm. like in a breakup at first you're kind of holding on to hope you're almost like hopeful that something may still work out or or um it's so fresh that you're just sad but then later on it can turn into anger and maybe resentment and like not saying that that's uh irrational or anything sometimes you put people on a pedestal but yeah sometimes you put people on the pedestal and after you're like you know what that was kind of shitty what they did and I well, you know what? Stood up for myself. This is this is a hot take as we're talking about this. Does anyone else think that the reason Stephanie's writing has improved is because Edward isn't in the story anymore? Anyway? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just it gives. You know what it does? It gives Bella. It gives Bella a conflict in the story. Like there wasn't much conflict for her. She was just like complaining yeah. about mundane shit that no one cares about. Um. I love it. I just like to yeah. quote, take two quotes from that chapter and read them out to you because they're two quotes that absolutely I completely agree with, completely agree with, and that are going to save this book. Right? The first is, 
uh, when when Bella kind of first starts talking to Jacob again, she says that she had forgotten how much I liked Jacob Black, and I had the exact yeah. same thing when she described him. Nice, <laughs> such a good guy. She described him as a gift from the gods. Yeah, that, I have that quote written down as well. Yeah, and but um, genuinely, lads, the thing that made me laugh so hard is he is literally me when it comes to girls. <laughs> Because <laughs> all he talks about is, oh yeah, yeah. So I'm working on my car out here in the shed. If I come <laughs> along and hang out. If I could find myself a woman that liked watching me work on a car and talk about cars, lads, I would be sorted for life. Nice. Hey. Um, Definitely out there. As well, <laughs> when they were, um, when Bella came over to the house and Billy was like, oh, so okay, so we forgot an important element, I think. So with this kind of anger. Bella has has thought to herself, right, fuck it, I don't want to keep this, in quotes, promise that I made to Edward not to be reckless. And now she wants to kind of, like, be a bit more adventurous. She So she, she got those bikes for free and she brought them to Jacob to repair. We I think one of you guys said that, I can't remember. But she wants to yep. to ride the bikes to, in order to just get a sense of maybe freedom. She wants to mm-hmm. get a bit of independence, like break the rules as of such but you know well, not even that but i think and it, it will touch on this later like she found when she was reckless before in in whatever that play was called port angeles she could hear yeah she could hear edward in her head and yeah. i thought a thrill to bring edward back into her life but i think her main motivation is like you know what fuck this why should i honor yeah. this contract when he's he's left me um there was a great quote as well in this chapter talking about riding a motorbike in Forks that it was like uh, taking a 60 mile per hour bath. Oh, that was a good <laughs> so quote. Because it rains so much. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. For um, anyone who's ever ridden a quad or a motorbike knows exactly what that feeling is like. <laughs> but um, when, when Bella got to Jacob's house, um, Billy asked her, did you... Um, Oh yeah, he, she was. So she wasn't trying. She was trying to avoid Billy and just spend time with Jacob, just so they could sort out the bikes, because she didn't want her Charlie to find out. So if Billy knew, yeah. Charlie would know. So when Billy was like, "Do you want to stay for dinner?" Um, her excuse was like, "No, I've got to feed. Char- uh, I've got to feed Charlie. Like you know how it is. Like what, Bella? You really have to go home to feed Charlie. Like come on, he's an adult. If I give him leftovers one more time, I'm out. <laughs> he's gonna throw me out. Yeah. Um, also, Bella meeting Jacob. First time she's had a positive emotion. She feels better. She didn't have to fake any laughter. She actually, she actually felt nice. Yeah, the story instantly feels better. Um, he's just such a. He's the only positive energy in the book so far. Then as well. Um, oh yeah, she asked Jacob, "Was he legal?" At one point, I can't remember what it referred to, but it was like oh, really? really was it not was was it not drinking or something? <laughs> it probably was, but I just found it funny. And oh, major beef with this um, was that you know when Jacob lifts the bikes out of the truck, um, Bella doesn't go like. Jacob, you're like so buff. That's not in the books, but it's in the movie. And it's one of my favorite lines in the film. There's no, you're so buff. Uh, Really made me mad for anyone. 16 year old powerhouse. (laughs) Powerhouse. That's all I have for chapter five, by the way. Mm, Likewise, yeah. That's all I have. That's about me, too. 
Right, chapter six. What was the name? I forgot to write it down. Don't remember. Friends. I opened the book on chapter six. Um, okay, summary time. So, um, Bella and Jacob hang out to repair the bikes. Um, Jacob is super enthusiastic to help her, and Bella is enjoying his company as well. We meet Quill and Embry for the first time. These are new characters who are Jacob's best friends. And they mm-hmm. kind of tease him. So they're in the workshop and they come in and they kind of tease him about Bella. You know, classic hijinks. Bit of locker room talk, as they say. Hey. Bit of banter. Um, Bella then like, kind of riding off the high of Jacob's company um, gets her first good night's sleep. Wow, that's positive signs. Bella, well done. Um then, she definitely got a good good sleep score on her Fitbit. She <laughs> she definitely got up into like the eighties at least. Absolutely, yeah. Um, okay, so she's finally feeling happier again. Charlie's noticed it too, but he's kind of like suspicious. Like, how long is this kind of last? But you know, he's he, he's holding on to hope. Um, Bella and Jacob. Then the next day, they hang out and they drive. So they have to get parts to fix this these bikes. So they drive two hours to this town. I'm not going to pronounce the name because I. I can't and they get some parts for the bikes they have a dank time uh, Jacob clearly likes her and Bella's kind of I wouldn't say she's taking advantage but she's definitely flirting with him a little bit but she, I don't think she's taking advantage I think he's more playful yeah and like he, you know he's younger um, whatever um, and they joke about how Jacob talks about like how Quill likes her and then she's like yeah but he's too young for me and then they're he's kind of joking like you know, is he too young? Because if he's too young, then I'm too young. And it kind of is like a banterful conversation around that. <laughs> um, then, uh, oh yeah, so they're they're back at Jacob's then. And then Charlie arrives and they have a big dinner gathering and Bella really enjoyed it. There's a lot of banter going on, camaraderie. Uh, Bella also wrote back to her mom, some, uh, noted that it was the first time she kind of wrote an email back to her that was like positive. Um, and she's kind of realized, oh, and then... Um, she started to talk to her friends again in, in class and she's kind of realized between her mom, the emails and her classmates, she hasn't actually really been talking to anyone um, at all. And this kind of all dawned on her in this chapter that she's like, fuck, I actually have not made any effort. Uh, also cafeteria scene with Tyler. Chapter six, best chapter so far. Um, oh, wow. And so Bella then participates in the conversation at lunch. She's feeling a little bit better. She's like, you know what? I'm going to put myself out here. So I'm going to participate in um, in the conversation. And then Jessica and Lauren, um, they're bitches in this chapter. They're I beefing. I did not like them at all. Jessica. Hey, Lauren, we never liked. Lauren, we never liked. Jessica, we liked. And then now, you know what, Jessica? Fuck you. I'm going to say it right now. You're being super, super unchill. Um, like, obviously, hey, Bella. Bella, oh, Bella, did you? Or in Port Angeles, but like you can be the you can be the bigger person here, Jess. Exactly. Like, like Jess, like, you know that the fact that she's not talking to anyone means that there's probably something up. So don't be so fucking hard on her. You know, <laughs> ask her like, are you okay? You know, are you alright? Simple question. Stop making it all about yourself. Anyway, that's later on in the chapter. Um, but that that they're my that's my summary. Uh, they talk about bear mm, sightings, yeah. by the way. That's the topic of conversation. So it, it comes up again as, as Lorcan was saying, the Easter egg. Um, yeah. Um, Angela had a really good quote at the end of that chapter. Because um, Angela basically asked Bella how she's doing. 
and Bella was like, I'm okay. She said, Angela asked, are you okay? Exactly. But Bella was like, totally honest. was like, not completely, but I'm a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And Angela said she's glad that she missed her. Nice. Go, Angela. Jessica, you could have just asked that, Jessica. Absolutely, yeah. Probably would have given yeah, you an Jessica, you piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, fuck you, Jessica. I have a lot of beef for Jessica. I, think, I, I, I won't lie to you, though. I, Jessica was completely entitled to act the way she did if Bella was being yeah, as obtuse as she apparently was. True. They're also young. Maybe I should be a little bit more easy on her. But whatever. Fuck you, Jessica. I have no one else to hate, so you're, you're getting... I'm dropping <laughs> the hammer on you this, this episode. Deal with it. I have a little passage here, um, and it, it links back to what we were saying earlier. And this is a description of Jacob from Bella. And um, it was, uh, Jacob uh, was simply a perpetually happy person, and he carried that happiness with him like an aura, sharing it with whoever was near him, like an earthbound sun, which I thought was kind of nice. Um, where, uh, so like an earthbound sun, whenever someone was within his gravitational pull, Jacob warned them. It was natural, a part of who he was. No wonder I was so eager to see him. And what we were saying earlier, every description about Edward is like 95% is about how he looks. He's so fucking hot, whatever. This is a nice description of a wonderful human being, like uh, someone who has warmth. This is something that you should be trying to get. And we never heard a description like that about Edward. Not once. He was cold, he was harsh, he was constantly brooding constantly um so team jacob all the way maybe all the way um, um i thought it was funny they were talking about the prices for the bikes and jacob was like dude this could get a little expensive and then he's like i'm talking about maybe more than a hundred yeah i was thinking in my mind, like, <laughs> that, that's nothing like he was like i would take that gladly yeah Badly. I know, like, he is young and he probably doesn't have a, a sense of money, but he, he's just like, oh, Jacob. I took on, um, I'm restoring a 1988 Nissan Patrol at the minute, lads, right? <laughs> you are Jacob. And, um, <laughs> no, but like, when he said it might be more than 100 euro, I was like, God, if my, if my Jeep was literally 100 euro to fix, like, I would praise uh, God forever. Um, <laughs> Dude, how much do you think that mechanic would have charged you to fix it if Jacob's charging her maybe more than 100? I know, yeah. Probably like 220 euro. <laughs> Probably. I also, there was a... Sorry. Oh, shoot. Um, there was like a little sentence, if you remember Quill from one of Jacob's best friends, I think... Bella was thinking about him or as in remembered him or excuse me um, was thinking about him and he was like she was like <laughs> there's a story of Quill asking out a senior steady girlfriend <laughs> I just think that's hilarious he just has such confidence he was like you know that that girl who is much older than me and is in a steady relationship with someone else her own age I'm gonna ask her out I'm feeling that <laughs> I love that what a fucking idiot. Um, Quill, the one who has his white t-shirt strained over his well-defined chest. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. He's conscious of the fact. Yeah. It's definitely Quill. Dude, he's ripped. It's a quote for him. Um, also, everyone was acting really weird when Bella was talking at the cafeteria. It's like, why not just be happy? And just like, Actually, the lads weren't. The, like, Mike was like, all right, 
nice. Yeah. Like, let's talk about the bears. But the yeah, the girls were like staring at her, like, um, what the fuck? Why are you talking? Oh, shut up, fucking Jessica and Lauren, piece of oh, shit. Nice. That's oh yeah, that's when Angela was like, by the way, my dogs. I actually saw a massive bear, and they're all shitting on Angela. Like, no, you fucking didn't. And then Bella was like, actually. There was some dudes in the place where I work that were talking about that, right, Mike? And then Mike kind of stared at her a little bit, and I was like, yeah. And then so she corroborated the story, and then they she got death glares from Lauren and Jessica, and then Angela kind of <laughs> gave Bella a nod, like, you know. Death glares. You're my, you're my uh, thank you for doing that. Um, then, uh, oh, at the very end of the chapter there was like Angela came up to Bella and was like hey I missed you thanks for like welcome back basically and she was like and then they were kind of joking about how things some things haven't changed and then like looking over at Jessica and Lauren being a bitch and they're like yep some things don't change throwing shade fucking bitches (sighs) Angela was a dank legend that chapter and as yeah does anyone else have any no- other notes? I feel like I'm rushing. I don't mean to rush. No, like that's oh, I, I very I little actually with chapter six, to be honest. Enjoy the chapter. It was, it, dude, it just felt are, like she came back. So. Yeah, they were good three chapters. Definitely, I enjoyed them. Um, better than the first three, anyway. Um, For sure, folks. Who is your least favorite character this week? My least favorite character of the week has got to be Lauren. <sighs> Lorcan? Own shade and putting Bella down. Bella, it's Bella. Really? Mm, yeah. Oh, why? Why is that? Uh, I don't like the way she treated her friends, and I don't okay. like. Okay. Okay. That's probably uh, fair. I'm not gonna throw shade at Jessica because of. I do blame the way Bella has treated her friends as to why they that's, might be acting as. You they know are. what? That's a yeah. Because if you if you're ignored for months, it kind of mm. sucks. It does kind of suck. Um, I'm going to completely contradict that, though. My least favorite character was Jessica, because fuck Jessica. <laughs> She's described... She asked someone a question in the cafeteria, but you could tell her eyes glazed over because she wasn't listening to the response. She was just waiting to say something related to the question. Like, I, you know people who yeah. are like that, and it's so annoying. <sighs> But um, Larkin, for sure, valid points. Um, Shani, who's your favorite character? Jay. Up. baby. Nice. I mean, need we say more? Um, Perpetually happy. Lark- I'm going to surprise you all, actually. Here we go. Charlie. Charlie. There it is. Yeah, oh. no, I'm going to give it to Charlie again because I think, I think he's being... He's doing everything he can to help Bella get out of this cycle. I liked how I he think, suggested uh, I like the, that. the therapy. I think that was a great suggestion. Yeah. My dog and I like the way he opened up. He's he's being open as a parent, which most parents, let's be honest, they feel the need to shield their kids from it. Um, and I guess he's being open and honest, and I like that. Nice. I'm going to roll my favorite character and my quote of the week into one. And my favorite character was Angela this week. I just loved that moment at the end. Um, when they were just kind of broing out and Angela, you know, she's described as perceptive. I feel like she's pretty chill 
Um, she got some shit from the others, but you know what? She was right. She saw the fucking werewolf, but she didn't know that yet. And and the quote is uh, simply, are you okay? She went over to, to Bella and was like, I mean, it may have been four months too late, maybe. It's been months, but um, at least she she went over and asked her, are you okay? And that's a really, really important question and people really need to mm, ask absolutely, yeah. each other that. Folks, quotes of the week. Um, Charlie? Yeah, sure. Um... I mean, I mentioned it already. I don't think anybody would be too surprised, but I dumped my bowl in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that's your quote of the week. <laughs> oh, uh, and Lorcan? My out of context quote of the week is I didn't mind communism. <laughs> Lorcan, I was, I was thinking of that as well when it came up. I actually I was going to write it down, but I was like, oh, no. Oh. I, I laughed so I didn't hard. Mind. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Very uh, good. Sorry, I feel like we've rushed this last part, but I am eager to get downstairs because my housemates are having a little party and I want to join. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. Um, so, finally, folks... Uh, sorry, does anyone have anything? Do we miss anything? Or No, I think no? we have everything in there. Okay. Okay. But, um, yeah, so firstly, thanks to Maya for joining us. That was dope. Absolutely, um, Maya. Thank you very much. Sorry for... I feel like we rushed a little bit, but uh, you know what? It's a long enough episode, so just freaking deal with it, my dudes. Um, I just wanna, can I throw something out just real quick, yeah, Jack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, guys, I'm just kind of half toying with the idea of maybe throwing out a little half-hour episode a week. Um, maybe a, a little bonus app or something. Uh, if, if, chaps, if anyone wants to kind of to discuss wants to throw me a question or something to discuss uh around mental health or around anything at all just send me an old message there on instagram yes yeah, uh, send, send us uh, a topic you want us to cover that'd be great yeah i might throw throw something out there for you so i, I think yeah. our plan i think a good plan would be just to not have a guest next week and just focus more on on a topic give mm, us more time like that, yeah absolutely and finally folks if you'd like a mug the proceeds are going to charity and they're nice mugs um, they are very, very tasty mugs. Yeah, shout out to Rachel Taylor for designing that once again. Again, absolutely stellar work. Mm. So to get a mug, and you need to sign up for one. We will not be getting spares. We will be ordering the exact, the exact amount. So there'll be seven euro each or however much you want to give. It's going to charity, um, but it has to be a minimum of seven. And to sign up, there's a link in the bio of our instagram if you do not have instagram just message me shanley or lorkin on whatever platform it may be and we'll get and we'll get yep. your link first um okay i think that wraps it up um yeah. thanks for Good listening job. chaps it's been a pleasure yeah thanks for listening it has guys. been a pleasure Lorcan. enjoyable enjoy enjoy your week and i'll chat to you next week bye bye, bye.